Hey, mamas. It's been a long time. Yeah, it's been three, four months Mm -hmm. since we've last posted a podcast. An eventful. Very eventful. So, Dom, tell us about your (laughs) eventful months. So, in August, we got COVID, all three of us. Mm -hmm. So, we were supposed to record that week, but, you know, didn't want to get anybody else sick. And then September came, my grandfather got sick and passed away. And then, in October is when I had my miscarriage. So, yeah, it was a lot. Yeah, back to back. That's that's a lot. Yeah. So yeah, that's why we were recording or posting or doing anything because obviously I was Dom's support system and so it was yeah. just very a lot. Yes, a lot heavy. <laughs> very um, heavy. In this episode, we will be talking about Dom's uh, miscarriage, her experience with it and just basically her story. Um, so let's see. Dom, when did you find out you were pregnant? So it was like August, like end of August. We had been actively trying. So we were like, okay, I probably tested a little too early. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> so very I found, much so. <laughs> so I found out really, really early. Well, you like were negative. Yeah. So and then I was, you were positive And then yeah. So the test, I was positive, And then I went in for blood work. Mm-hmm. It was negative. Yes. I'm like, what the heck? So they were like, okay, let's wait. Come back in a few days. And when I did come back, it was positive. Yes. And during that blood work, my progesterone was low. HCG Mm -hmm. was low. So I got prescribed the progesterone. Mm -hmm. So after that, my doctor recommended, like, since the progesterone was just so low, to just come in every other day just Mm -hmm. to make sure that everything was rising and there was a pregnancy. So I did that until I was four weeks And that was when I had my first initial ultrasound to confirm that there was a visual pregnancy. So they did that ultrasound. There was a pregnancy. During that four-week appointment is Mm -hmm. when they confirmed that I was pregnant. Everything was growing. Everything was how it should be. So she was like, okay, let's just keep taking the progesterone and I'll see you back in another week or so or two weeks. During that week time frame from when I had gone for my ultrasound, I had started experiencing some like vaginal bleeding and I was a little worried. I was like, what the heck? I've never experienced this. So I was like, Jackie, is this normal? And she's mm-hmm. like, well, I experienced this, like you yeah. said, mm-hmm. your pregnancy. So I was like, okay. So I called my OB, let them know what was going on. And she's like, well, what are you experiencing? And I'm like, it's like brownish blood. And she's like, okay, well, if it's not a lot like to fill a pad or tampon or whatever, and it's not bright red, it's not like too worrisome. Yes. So she was like, just monitor it and we'll see you on Monday or Tuesday. Mm -hmm. So I went in for another appointment that next week. She did another ultrasound. And during that ultrasound, she found that I had a subchorionic hematoma. Mm -hmm. And that's just like a lot of blood, I think. And it's Mm -hmm. trying to separate the baby from your uterus and you're at risk for having miscarriages if you have that yeah so the doctor had told me all of this or like explained it to me and I was just like oh my gosh like hearing the word miscarriage you're like freaking out Mm -hmm. yeah you called me crying that day because you were trying to explain to me like what was what it was and I was like oh yeah I had the same thing with uh, Luca, but eventually it healed. And you're like, can I call you? And I was like, of course. (laughs) And, you know, you were obviously very upset. And I was like, you know, sometimes they just tell you these things to prepare you for the worst. Yeah, because just the way she had explained it, like, this is just how it is. So um, I was put on pelvic bed rest for about two weeks. Mm -hmm. That meant, like, not doing anything that can injure your pelvis. Yes. 
Um, so it was really hard and very different experience from my first pregnancy. Um, so we did that. I still had a little bit of bleeding here and there. wasn't mm-hmm. too much. I still was going through blood work every other day, just making sure levels were still rising. Everything was good. Went back for a six-week ultrasound. She said during this appointment, usually your heartbeat, mm-hmm. um, you could see it or you could hear it. Unfortunately, I didn't have that yet. She was like, maybe we're just a little bit too early. You tested a very, very early. So she just kept saying that. And the subchorionic hematoma was a little bit bigger, but not too worrisome to where it was like, okay, you're going to have a miscarriage. Yeah. So she's like, okay, just pelvic bed rest two more weeks. So I'm like, oh my gosh, just stressing and anxious every time I had Mm -hmm. blood. I'm like, oh my gosh like ugh, this it is it like every time it was a yes, lot it was I a just lot. felt like pregnancy is supposed to be happy and just this whole pregnancy with all of this like me having to go back just all this scary stuff it was a lot and a lot different than my first pregnancy yeah um and then I went back for my eight-week appointment mm-hmm. in this appointment she's like okay we're looking for a heartbeat and we're looking for growth so we got the growth it was still measuring maybe about six and a half weeks so that was some growth from the last time. And we found a heartbeat. It was pretty strong. And so she's like, okay, good. Pelvic bed rest still another two weeks. And then I went with Jackie to my 10-week appointment. Mike wasn't able to go with me. So I was like, I need some support. Like all of this is just a lot. Mm-hmm. So she went with me. We did another ultrasound. We we're just like, okay, we're hoping for some more growth and strong heartbeat. Um, the the OB was doing the ultrasound and she's just looking, looking, looking and just dead silent, like quiet, just looking. And she starts to look a little concerned. And once when I start seeing her look concerned, I'm like, oh, my God, please don't tell me this is happening. And, you know, we've been through ultrasounds before, so we yeah. know what to look for. And what when you see the heartbeat, they find it. Yeah, right, right then, then and, there. and there. You can see it. And we didn't see it and then at the top when she started measuring it was like the baby was only six and a half weeks still so I'm like okay no growth has happened at all like this Mm -hmm. is probably a miscarriage so then she sorry no you're fine she says like okay you've had a miscarriage you have three options I'm sorry no you're fine so they gave Dom three options. And in this time, me and Dom are literally just sitting there, like, staring at each other. And we're like, you we're, know, it's kind of like you can't even hear what she's saying. But yeah. she's giving you the three options. And she says you can either do a DNC, just let it do naturally, or that The pill. medicine. Yeah, yeah, the medicine. Yeah. So at that moment, I was just like, probably just going to do it naturally because, I mean, she was, I was going to opt in for the DNC, but she's like, that's kind of a risk to take. Like, I don't really want to do that because mm-hmm. anything can cause you to have like infertility problems later on yeah. down the road. So I'm like, okay, let's just do naturally. That way there's no side effects, no nothing. Mm-hmm. And then come the weekend, I'm like, I don't think I want to do it naturally because I just would rather it happen, get it over with, and we can move on yeah like because it had just been lingering and the doctor had also told dom that as soon as she were to stop taking that progesterone her body would naturally do its thing yeah and so that's what we were hoping for mm-hmm. it would happen soon but it was kind of taking a while yeah she stopped her progesterone and then we were like okay well now what yeah and that's that was another thing where she thought why the subchorionic hematoma might have happened because it was just mm-hmm. my body preparing itself to release it but that's not always the case but yeah it's mm- not always the case you know progesterone yeah. does help yeah um, like dom said i did the same i had the same exact experience but my progesterone 
helped and my hematoma eventually mm-hmm. healed itself and yeah. so you know it doesn't always happen this way it's not always the reason yeah so the doctor was like i'm so sorry like this happened me and jackie were just like sitting there in shock and then i kind of just started bawling both of us mm-hmm. started like mm-hmm. crying mm-hmm. and i'm like oh my god this did not just happen I couldn't even check out like Jackie had to check out of the office for me and reschedule my follow-up appointment like I was just so upset and I'm like oh my god what in the world just happened she even had to drive my car (laughs) because I could not drive so we ended up having like a day just us two just going to get coffee we went to get coffee and we went to go eat and rolled with the windows (laughs) down and we're singing and you know of course we had like this headache like i think it was just a lot to process in the moment and so i was like we need to like go breathe some air and you know and this is dom and mike's situation i will never try to take that away from them that was on them but i'm kind of glad that i was there for dom instead of mike that day because i know dom and i know mike and i think that they both need the support you know what i mean from each other of course but I feel like if they were together in that moment, they would have just cried the rest of the day and just been so depressed. Yeah. And my goal that day was to like, let's, Mm -hmm. let's get through this. You know, like, let's do this together. I'll be here with you. And so that was my goal. And so we laughed and cried and went to Hobby Lobby and shopped for our babies and just really kept her distracted. And I mean, the distraction helped. It was mostly at night or just when I was by myself. Mm -hmm. I really, really was just going through it. I mean, there were times where I was just in the shower and I would just cry because I'm like, I don't want Mike to see me cry or Oakley. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that was my time to cry or when I went to sleep, I'm just crying. And so after the appointment, I went ahead and took that medication like two days later. I think it was a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Put the medication in vaginally like 30 minutes later, started bleeding. Mm-hmm. An hour after that, started having really, really bad cramps, like to the point where I just wanted to be either curled up in a ball or had to move. Like almost contractions. He, yes. Yeah. I was like, what? Because I never had contractions. So I'm like, is this contractions? It just, it felt terrible. Mm-hmm. And then clots started coming like really really big size of your fist not lying clots that big lots of blood it was not a very good sight (laughs) and then two hours later the fetus came out Mm -hmm. and mike was in the room with me because i'm like oh my god like i was just in shock seeing it it was probably about the size of my palm b and mike both broke down crying when we saw that thankfully after all that happened jackie texted me she's like hey we're down the street like at my mother-in-law's y'all come over and I'm glad she did that because I probably would have just been super depressed in my head. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. No, I knew that she was taking the pill and, you know, I didn't, neither of us have gone through something like this. So yeah. we didn't know what to expect. I don't know what to expect. I didn't know what to do. And <laughs> my only go to is like, come over, come hang yeah. out with me. Let me make you laugh a little, mm-hmm. you know, like, let me just dis- not distract you. But if you want to talk about it, I'm here. But if you don't, I'm here too. Like, yeah, I just wanted to be there for her. So I knew that once that happened i was like come over like yeah come now and so we just watched movies and ate snacks yeah. and mike was you know had a few beers with nathan they played what did they play dominoes dominoes <laughs> old men and you know it was just it, you know i i feel like we just me and nate really needed to be there for them at the moment and i'm glad that we were able to come this way to be with them yeah and after that like 
it was still really hard for me to do anything. I felt like I got a little bit of depression. Just it was hard for me getting out of bed, hard for me to take care of Oakley. I had help always or I either went somewhere. So I got the help Mm -hmm. and I felt guilty kind of grieving because I was like, sorry, you're fine. Like, I should be thankful that I had Oakley, but it still hurt. Yeah, of course it did. Yeah, you were so excited and you were you and Mike were really trying for this baby. And so, of course, it, it's very painful. But it, after that, I had my next follow-up appointment it was another ultrasound. It was very hard for me to go to the appointment. Like, I was just so anxious. I called Mike on my way over there. I'm like, oh my God, like, I can't do this. I'm going to cancel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, no, you need to do it. Like, your health, just everything, you need to do it. Yeah. So I got there, and I'm like, instantly just burst into tears. And I'm like, geez, I can't even get out of my car. Mm-hmm. I end up getting out of my car, going to the receptionist, and I'm like, do you mind if I wait in my car? Like, mm-hmm. just being here, not just seeing pregnant women, not just, like... You know, yeah. I just felt like being there, I was reliving everything again. So I waited in my car. They called me. She did the ultrasound and she's like, well, you like passed the fetus, but you still have the sac. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, she's like, let's do medication again. And I'm like, great. I'm have to go through all of this all over again. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't fun. It was very painful. So I did it, had no cramping, had no bleeding. It was just weird. So I called her that Monday morning and I was like, is this normal? Like, what do I do? She's like, let's give it a few more days, see if anything happens. Nothing happened. She had me coming again that next week and she's like, wow, everything passed. Like, mm-hmm, you're mm-hmm. good. Somehow, I guess your body absorbed it or whatever. Like, yeah. It's gone though. We did some blood work just to see where I was hormone wise and everything was out. Everything was cleared. So she gave me like the okay to you know, if I want to start trying, go ahead. If not, I mean, yeah, you can wait. Yeah. Let your body heal. And yeah. Yeah. So that was a lot. It was like Dom said, she found out she was pregnant, like literally the next day after, you know, (laughs) and so from then, and I think it was 10 weeks, right? Because you found out you're pregnant. And then like 10 weeks later is when we found out um, that you were having a miscarriage. It was, I feel like those 10 weeks kind of went by fast Mm -hmm. because we were like, two weeks yeah Yeah, we're like two weeks okay we're here two weeks okay two weeks here two weeks here and then let's go do blood work like i mike works a lot and thankfully i was able to be with dom so if she needed me to watch oakley while Mm -hmm. in the car while she went to do (laughs) blood work like that's how we had to do it because you know and i feel like that time went by so fast you know and even at the the appointment i feel like Mm -hmm. it went so fast and it's just so crazy how how life works sometimes yeah i was really thankful though that i did tell some family Mm -hmm. early and friends like jackie i told that way like i know you're not supposed to because of potential miscarriages Mm -hmm. happening but i feel like it's good to have that support when something like this happens because if it just happened no one would know and they'd be like wow like you i didn't even know you're pregnant but they were there to be there to support and yes and i'm glad that you had that support system because the days I wasn't available, you were able to go over there and actually grieve and cry yeah. and they yeah. knew why you were there. And so that's nice. And I feel after my first pregnancy, which was very scary, it's okay to tell people yeah. it, no matter what it happened, mm-hmm. no matter what you were pregnant, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, that was your baby, mm-hmm. whether you have your baby or not. So I'm a very 
big believer now is like announce it yeah you know tell the world like yes i'm pregnant you life's know life's too short life's too short to be like mm, you yeah know, i'm gonna i'm gonna hide myself yeah but i definitely feel like this is though a topic that just isn't talked about a lot mm-hmm. and just being at home during the time when i was you know going through depression i would see all of these shows like selling sunset yes. virgin mm-hmm. rivers there's a, a few more and miscarriages will just pop up and i'm like wow have i just been so oblivious to this topic just because it hadn't happened to me mm-hmm. and so now i'm just more cautious of you know someone else could be going through this and we don't even know it exactly yeah like me and dom were literally at the coffee shop laughing yeah. and crying but you couldn't tell we were crying because <laughs> we were laughing so hard and i had a fly in my coffee <laughs> we were just having a grand time and we're like looking at each other like wow like yeah you just never know one in four you never know so please be nice and i was very thankful for um when i did the post on our instagram Mm -hmm. that i had a few moms reach out to me saying like hey i went through the exact same thing or i had an ectopic like and i was very thankful for that just knowing that there was other women that went through the same experience yes and that's exactly why we created a podcast i say it over and over and over again but I don't ever want anyone to feel alone. That was our whole purpose. A lot of things that we talk about in this podcast don't get talked about enough. And we want to make sure that this reaches the right audience. That Mm -hmm. if you want to talk to someone, like, we're here. Yeah. Dom's here. Like, she's experienced Mm -hmm. it as a friend, I guess. Right? I guess I'm here, too. Like, what do you do for your friend? Just be there, really. But we just, you know, we want to make sure that everyone knows that no one's ever alone no mm-hmm. one's ever going through it alone even if we don't know you and you're like i'm grieving yeah. yeah like i'm upset like reach out to dom dom will be there like yes and make sure to check on your spouse as well yes. if, during this instance because you know they're going through it as well exactly like if your husband has a friend that's going yeah. through this tell them like go take him out somewhere yeah um because i remember mike texted me and was very thankful for you know being there for dom throughout this whole thing and um i asked him i was like how are you doing and he was like i'm fine thank you and i was like boy you are not fine but okay (laughs) and just the way for us to be there for mike was nate invite him to go play chess yeah you know (laughs) play dominoes that's what they play But yeah, so I was really, my goal was just to make Dom laugh because I knew, I'm funny, first of all, but I knew (laughs) that if she was by herself, she was just in her head and she was just thinking and thinking and thinking. And of course I want her to, you know, get through it and come to terms, Mm -hmm. but I also don't want her to be depressed by herself. Like I didn't want her to be sad. I hate to see my friends sad. And as Oakley's godmother, (laughs) y'all didn't know, I wanted to make sure, you know, that oakley was okay too because they don't know what we're going through but they can sense Mm -hmm. it and i'm like i'll take oakley let me have him because you know they feel everything but yeah the grieving process is definitely different for everyone so don't feel like you have to get through it right away or Mm -hmm. it's prolonging like take your time you had a you have a reason to be sad because it i mean it was your baby even though you didn't have the baby yeah that's how i feel i feel like i've come more to terms with it at first i was just always crying like mm-hmm. any little 
babies, seeing babies, seeing pregnant women, it would trigger me. Yeah. But now I feel like I've come to terms with it. I'm able to be out. It's just there's times when I mean, like the other day I found my ultrasound pictures. Mm -hmm. That was like really sad. I'm like, oh, wow. Like I would have been maybe 12, 14 Mm -hmm. months already. I mean, weeks. (laughs) (laughs) I would have been 12 or 14 weeks. Yeah. So, yeah, just take your time. Talk to people. Make sure um, you don't just stay put. Yes. It really gets, you get in your head. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Talk about it or don't talk about it. But whatever you want to do, however you grieve. Um, But, yeah, I just wanted everyone to hear my story, to see what I experienced. Maybe if you've experienced it as well, Mm -hmm. you know, someone's there that's been through it. Yeah. Dom will be there for y'all yes. always. We are here for the mamas. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for listening and we will be posting more. Don't yes. worry. We know we're fun. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> there will be more episodes. This was just, you know, why we were gone for so long. Yes. And with good reason. So mm-hmm. we're back and we're better. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back with more episodes. <laughs> Bye.